0: Hang around for Welcome to Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo Movie Review and Recap Podcast. I'm your Hanna-Barbera talking animal Cassidy, and my pronouns are she, her.
1: I'm Lava, they, them.
0: And with us are two very special guests. Please introduce yourself as you would like to be
2: introduced. I'm a sinister land developer trying to build a new shopping mall on top of this historical landmark. I'm also known as Tanner, and my pronouns are they, them.
3: And I'm a disgruntled librarian who plans on scaring tourists with my homemade cryptid display. I am i also go by Lindsay, and I use uh, she, her pronouns.
0: Uh, welcome to the show. And because you are new guests, I have questions for both of you. And we're going to do this in a nice, organized manner of answer whenever you have your answer. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, start off with a softball. What's your favorite flavor of slushy?
3: Um, I guess mine's always been raspberry.
2: Classic.
1: Blue raspberry uh, or regular raspberry?
2: Both. <laughs>
1: Good answer.
2: Combined to make a purple raspberry. Yes. Mm. Um, nor- my go-to milkshake is usual or not milkshake slushy, right? Yes. yes. Slushy? Milkshakes are different. My go-to slushy is usually a lemon-lime, just because it tastes the best when it melts into sugar water. <laughs> mm. But I once had a banana slushie, hmm. and that is my all-time favorite.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah, okay. Okay. It's like all the fun of a banana without the weird aftertaste.
1: That's a very, very uh, great way to... Uh, oh my gosh, words. To suggest <laughs> <Hazel>? it?
2: <laughs> Phrasing? I yes. Just thought, I just As thought of that now.
3: Yeah, bananas are a fruit that are a strange. I don't know. I don't really like them, and um, I find that the smell is the biggest turnoff. So yeah,
2: texture for me. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I just find if you can get a good banana flavoring in something, it's quite good. I enjoy a banana every now and then.
0: Um so let's move on to the next question. What's your favorite Scooby-Doo series?
3: Um I'm going to go with What's New Scooby-Doo because that's Same. like the first one I remember.
2: It does have a good theme song. Yeah, yeah, like that's my main thing is What's New Scooby-Doo. Uh they're going after you. We're going to solve a mystery now. All
0: right. Uh which member of the gang do you relate to the most? Um <laughs>
3: Mine is obviously Velma. Because honestly, the progression went Velma, Belle from Beauty and the Beast, Hermione, and then eventually Veronica Sawyer from (laughs) from the
4: Heathers.
2: (laughs) Like jinkies, JD. We have a mystery to solve. (laughs) Um... I don't know if I relate to any of them normally, but I really related to Velma in this movie specifically. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um,
0: similar question. In the event of cursing, which character would you like me to go find a voice clip of to bleep you with?
2: Uh, Tanner, you go first. You probably had. Okay, yeah. I have mine prepared. It's actually from this movie. I want a clip of the reporter saying, No, not Delaware! Space! (laughs) <laughs>
3: um, I think I'll go with um. Oh, who was she? Ridley, the the crazy alien conspiracist.
1: Yes,
0: a lot of good sound bites from that one. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: All right. Final question: What is your favorite combination of pizza toppings? Quite possibly the hardest question I ask on this show.
3: Yeah. Um, I think my favorite so far has been, um, it was like feta cheese, um, beets, kale, and oh, what else was on it? It was like something balsamic. I think like a balsamic vinegar. It was really good. Interesting.
2: Was it, like, a salad pizza?
3: It was one of those pizzas that you can get, like, a President's Choice pizza that you could get from, like, Superstore.
2: Okay. Yeah. Like, it sounds good, but it does also sound like a salad. <laughs> yeah.
1: Especially when um, you said balsamic vinegar, and I'm like, hmm, that's a salad.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I probably go for ham and pineapple, and then add in some black olives and barbecue sauce.
4: Interesting. Okay.
2: Yeah. Someone's probably going to unfollow me for that. <laughs> I
0: I used to be anti pineapple and then I was just like
2: I got over it. Yeah. It's also it's like... pretty good with jalapeños on a pizza. Oh, that does sound good. Yeah. I'm I've started acclimating myself to spicy stuff. Mm. I have to because there's an Indian restaurant just down the street and it's. No! Not Delaware! Place. Yeah. I already, I already cursed. Dang it! It's okay!
3: It's fine. Yeah. We the... cursed like
0: five times on the last episode.
2: It's chill.
3: <laughs> yeah. The Indian place is also next to the Korean place, which is also The Bomb.
2: <laughs> Literally, it's called Bomb.
3: <laughs> and they're. Oh. Is it their bibimbap that they put, like, a lot of sriracha on it?
2: I think so. Yeah.
0: All right, well, let's move on to listener questions. We have a couple of questions here from Charlie, current display name go Frog Wild at Magical underscore Fried. Did you ever want to go to space? What kind of aliens would you want to meet? Definitely wanted to go to space, yes. Um, yeah.
1: Space is awesome.
0: As far as aliens, I don't know. Anything that's chill? <laughs> Um, so
3: I've been listening to a podcast for a while called uh, The Last Podcast on the Left, and they'll sometimes cover alien stuff. And uh, two of the hosts, Henry and Marcus, they really do believe in like psychic aliens or interdimensional aliens, and they seem pretty neat, though very strange. I'm like, that seems cool, I'd like to meet them.
1: Nice.
2: I I also want to go to space. Um, I want an alien boyfriend.
1: <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was at a used bookstore yesterday, and I bought a book specifically because it was about a woman finding a telepathic alien boyfriend and nursing him back to health. Aww. <laughs> oh, and he's a cat, too.
1: Of course he is. Yes.
0: I want to change my answer. I thought about it some more. I want to find the big bad boys from outer space that are coming to body slam the human race. Because <laughs> <laughs> that just means, like, alien invasions happening and only John Cena can save us. <laughs> if Ultimate Muscle has taught me anything. John Cena and a talking walrus. Yes. Wally Tuscan dressed as the Undertaker. <laughs> uh, Lava, did you have an answer?
1: Um, nothing specific, I guess. I I I don't know. Uh Nothing off the top of my head. There's a lot of different aliens is the thing. Like there are so many different uh fictional aliens, I should say, uh that it's hard to choose who would be the most fun to hang out with. That's fair.
0: ALF would also be another good one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, just keep your cats away from him.
0: <laughs> I lost all of those in Georgia, so I should be fine. <laughs> uh other question from Charlie is Do you think it's scarier to fight monsters in space or under the sea? I'm gonna go with under the sea. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Mm. I don't know. I think space If only because if you're in the sea, you at least have the opportunity to breathe oxygen after, like, you potentially reach the surface. In space, if you, uh, you're just dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Let me provide an alternative on a different axis. As long as you have oxygen in space, all you need for a spacesuit is something that can contain your body and just provide a medium- Like a minimal amount of pressure. Whereas if you are under the sea, pressure will kill you instantly.
1: (laughs) That's a very good, very good point. So both of them are terrifying, if in different ways.
2: (laughs) And I'd like to posit that when you go underwater, the kind of creature you're going to find, like there's a small chance you're going to find a sexy fish man. But the deeper you go, those odds decrease dramatically. And you're probably going to find some tentac- tentacular monstrosity <laughs> that shouldn't even exist on this plane of reality. And My it's just going you. to. <laughs> Precisely! <laughs> Whereas in space, there are no rules. And yes, there are plenty of tentacular monstrosities out in space too, but also, sexy telepathic cat boyfriends. <laughs>
3: Yeah, there was a noise that was detected from the bottom of the Pacific this one time and it just so happens that the coordinates matched up perfectly with where really uh yeah, it's supposed to be. So
1: Oh, I re- I re- oh, is it the bloop? Yeah, it's the yeah. bloop. <laughs> the bloop is the craziest thing oh. that could have ever happened. It's like, what is that? Yeah.
3: Like they say it's just glaciers grounding on the on the bottom of the ocean, but I don't know. They say. Yeah.
2: Someone asked if it could have been methane, and I think one of the sound engineers was like, someone would have had to set off a bomb.
0: <laughs> a methane bomb. <laughs> Jeez. Maybe Jabberjaw isn't set so far in the future after all. <laughs> oh no. Cthulhu don't get no respect!
1: No respect at all. <laughs>
0: We have a few more questions here from Janine at Janine Juliet. What, in your opinion, is the best depiction of aliens in cartoons? I have a soft spot for the broccoli aliens from Powerpuff Girls. I just yes. think about them a lot.
1: I love them. Oh. Um,
0: gosh. Alternatively, Ultimate Muscle again because then they're just wrestlers. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh billy from martin mystery
0: oh billy
2: billy is very good yes um i like the aliens from war planets slash shadow raiders (laughs) because for one that cartoon was a great example of why interplanetary politics are a huge basket of issues and, like, to get anything to work involves bizarre and improbable giraffe herding techniques <laughs> and usually involves, like, a horrible interplanetary cataclysm to just force people to work together before they actually like each other. Uh, and also, uh, I feel like my answers have a theme. There, You have your giant muscular rock girlfriend and your giant muscular rock boyfriend. You have a twink made out of fire. Uh, you've got some very wise <laughs> and caring bug people, if you're into that. Uh <laughs> slime man the ice people yeah there's there's a really sexy gemstone lady in the last few episodes <laughs> um oh. what i'm saying is you got options yeah.
1: <laughs> my answer would be the aliens from lilo and stitch
2: yeah oh yes because there are maybe so
1: maybe. many different aliens in that and it's great
0: yes You know, that might actually be a good answer for this next question. Who would be a good alien sidekick to solve mysteries with?
1: Pleakley. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to hang out with Pleakley trying to solve mysteries. (laughs) Just Pleakley's in my head right now, and that's just popped into it.
0: See, I would have thought uh, Experiment 625, (gasps) Ruben.
1: Yes, I love Ruben! Crap, I don't know.
2: Uh, gosh, I have to second both of those and also Billy, like yeah. Lindsay had said.
0: Oh yeah, Billy's definitely up there. Hmm. Yeah, I'm drawing blanks on the rest of them now. All of a sudden, Gleep and Gloop from the Herculoids also pretty good. They can shape shift. <laughs> I right, that I think we've hit all of the major ones that I can think of right now. <laughs> uh, third question from Janine: Can you get down to Katy Perry's E.T. i'm not entirely sure i've listened to that song all the way through i've only heard the kanye rap verse so far
2: it's been fine i definitely used to be able to but i haven't listened to it in a while oh no i have heard the song okay yeah i liked the music video yeah
3: it's all right it was neat but I don't know, I think I only, like, listened to it once and that uh, that was good for me.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I have a Team Fortress 2 parody of that particular <laughs> song that I still listen to because it comes up on my, uh, my phone. My phone <laughs> playlist. So I'm like, yeah, this is just a thing that I listened to for uh, a long time. So,
0: yeah. Uh, approximately eight years.
1: Yeah, just a little bit.
2: <laughs> um, I got to ask are there lyrics or is it just variations on boink Bonk?
1: Oh there are lyrics <laughs> It's uh the kind of lyrics where they're uh they're, the the voice is just set to the music and it's great
0: Oh it reminds wow. me of the one that I used to listen to that was the heavy weapons guy set to bulletproof <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's a good song for it
0: Yeah yeah I'm dying because some of these comments on the video, like, I'm young and this person's just like, who else is going through an old song session?
1: Oh my god. What?
0: Banned. Anyways, closing that tab. um, Janine also asked, tell me what's next? Alien sex? That was the question from our last, hey, let's talk about it. So if you have an answer to that, send it to that Twitter instead.
2: Um... (laughs) I I have two answers to the uh, one, um I just wanna reply with another song. Mm Venom, it's time for venom. Mm, venom venom venom.
0: <laughs> uh, well that's the last of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does anyone have anything they want you to talk about before we dive into this film? I think I think we're good. <laughs>
4: yeah. I'm good.
0: Alright, so this film is, we have watched, Moon Monster Madness, which was released digitally on February 3rd, 2015, and on DVD on February 17th, 2015. So it was around when they started doing that split, which I am not a fan of, because it confuses me. (laughs) Hmm. I went to go buy Scooby-Doo and the Gourmet Ghost, because someone on Twitter said it was out, and then... It wasn't out for like another three weeks
2: (laughs) Rude
3: Yes
0: Uh, It was directed by Paul McAvoy Produced by Paul McAvoy and Sam Register Written by Mark Banker With the voice acting talents of Frank Walker as Scooby-Doo and Fred Jones Mindy Cohn as Velma Dinkley Grey Griffin Delisle Or Delisle Griffin I think is how She puts it I don't remember As Daphne Blake Matthew Lillard as Shaggy Rogers Malcolm McDowell as Sly Baron. <laughs> Eric Bowser as Clark Sparkman. <laughs> Jennifer Hale as Shannon Lucas, Ridley, and the Launch Manager. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> Fred Tascior? Ta, 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 yes. I'm bad oh. at names. As Hudson Baron and the Alien. Diederik Bader as Ham. Mark Hamill as Zip Elvin, Kevin Michael Richardson as Euvenius U- U-Boat Batango, and Drake, who I don't remember, and Jeff Bennett as Colt
2: Steelcase. <laughs> so, t- two of those caught me off guard when I found out about them. First off was Matthew Lillard, just because I had no idea that he took over the shaggy role at some point.
0: Oh yeah, he like completely took it over the moment Casey Kasem stopped.
2: Yeah, Uh, With the exception being Shaggy and Scooby to get a clue. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, good for him. He's a real good Shaggy. I just didn't realize he was Shaggy outside of the live action movies. He's Shaggy and Mystery Incorporated and it's great. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Also, Malcolm McDowell? Yes, that was
3: bizarre. (laughs) I guess he had a, I I don't know,
2: a house that needed to be built? (laughs) Well, apparently he actually does a lot of voice acting, because I was checking his uh, filmography page after, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it's just a regular occurrence. (laughs) That's, I mean, that's what I feel about Mark Hamill,
0: because he's constantly in everything, and I'm like, Mark Hamill, how much food do you need?
2: (laughs) I mean, Mark Hamill, like, I knew going into this, he was a voice actor, and he likes voice acting, and he's good at voice acting. Malcolm McDowell is also good at voice acting, and he's clearly having a lot of fun with this. Yes. (laughs) I was just a little surprised. Yeah. I'm just surprised
3: also at how many video games Malcolm McDowell has been in. Yeah.
0: Um, Alright, so I guess let's just dive into it. We start with Daphne getting her driver's license, or trying to get her driver's license. (laughs) Um, Everyone already has- This is a cold
1: open, by the way. No intro yet need to point that out
0: yeah just cold open on daphne getting a pep talk from everyone including scooby-doo who also has a driver's license
1: yes yes he does
0: which means strange things about all the times we've seen scooby drive where he apparently can't
2: drive also i was looking at the driver's license that scooby and shaggy have and assuming that like those numbers indicate the order that they're handed out scooby got his license several people before shaggy did (laughs) He just got a look. He just got in line
0: earlier. It's <laughs> possibly Shaggy had to wait to get someone to drive him to the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they give her the pep talk saying, "Oh, you can do it. It'll be fine." And then she immediately floors
2: it into a tree.
1: <laughs> the pep talk was too good, basically.
2: Yeah, she uh, sparks the fury of a thousand suns in her. <laughs>
0: Uh and then it cuts to the opening credits that are just cutting through space with um different constellations that form into the Scooby Doo characters and stuff.
1: It is very pretty and has a very nice uh music. Mm-hmm.
0: It feels yes. like a mid 2000 superhero movie. Yes. This Kinda, feels like yeah. the intro to
2: like Spider-Man 2. Yes. <laughs> um I got distracted during those because when they showed Fred's picture, there's a bat signal behind him.
1: Oh my god! Is there really? I did not notice and, that.
2: And so I spent the entire time like staring at all these constellations, trying to see if there was other little things. And like there wasn't anything to that degree. Like I saw uh bone and Scooby Snacks behind Scooby and Shaggy, but like there wasn't the Wonder Woman logo or anything. So I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, just just felt like throwing the bat signal in. Uh, apparently according to like one of the trivia things I read the uh the phantom from
0: like the original Scooby-Doo monster the phantom was uh, one of the constellations at some point
2: apparently. Uh, see that's not something unrecognized though yeah. unfortunately it's yeah. just like a spooky ghost okay, okay. oh that's I probably just thought oh hey uh ghost yeah <laughs> yeah so after the credits end we get Clark
0: Sparkman at what I think he said it was called Slybase Earth <sighs> Yeah.
1: This guy. Oh my god.
0: (laughs) Because Sly Baron is building up space tourism with Sly Space One's trip around the moon with some celebrities and famous astronauts.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The the hottest tourist destination. Not Delaware. Space!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Their celebrities include Shannon Lucas, who is a Current astronaut, apparently relatively well-known in the Scooby-Doo universe.
2: Also, second Lucas in a row. At least for you guys. (laughs) Also, second Shannon in a row. Oh yeah, that's what I meant to say,
0: second Shannon. (laughs) Yeah, I honestly, like, everything about Shannon Lucas made me think, is this like a Daphne's cousin situation thing again? (sighs)
1: She is a redhead!
0: Yeah. 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 And shares as... Because that's how cartoons are sometimes. Shares a lot of the same character model as Daphne. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, Yeah. so Shannon Lucas, Zip, Elvin, and Colt Steelcase, who are this version- This universe is equivalent to
2: Buzz Aldrin and- Name I can't remember. <laughs> uh, L- not Lance Armstrong. Or was it? No. Neil. Wait, which one's the cyclist?
3: The cyclist was Lance, the astronaut was Neil.
2: Right. Um, Cold Steel Case is a much cooler name, and I'm just gonna... <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna refer to him, like, MST3K style. He's, like, flab cheese now. Buff <laughs> yeah. well, i statement. got these two names
0: confused, like, throughout most of this movie, until one of them calls the other one by name. So yeah. if at any point I mix it up in my notes, it doesn't matter anyways.
1: Listen, they are in I the same mess. scenes... There's nothing where they're separated. So they're the same person as far as I'm concerned.
2: Yeah, I can't tell them, but one of them has a mustache. One of
3: them has a mustache and one of them looks like Tommy Lee Jones.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, then there's Uvinius U-Boat Botango who is a football star. I'm guessing like a defensive lineman
2: because they talk about how he's good at tackles. Uh, Personally, I like I like the name Uvinius better than U-Boat. Yeah. Yeah. I do like they had to come
0: up with a way to explain the nickname U-Boat, so they gave him the last name (laughs) Botango, which is very good. Yeah, it works. They also have five seats reserved for five Average Joe lottery winners. Who (sighs) could they be?
1: Lottery winners. the Power
0: Rangers. We see Mystery Inc., And like glamour shots of all of them suited up And Fred is just pouring water on himself
1: It's hysterical (laughs) It's like Why? It went for so long too Yes and that is like the first (laughs) instance Of a moment that goes on just a tad Too long Yeah,
2: It's big himbo energy Yes Uh,
0: They call them teens Which is okay Now we know where we are Um they also We also figure out that they count Scooby-Doo as a person because he is one of the five seats. Yes. Unless
2: he doesn't Unless. count and Ridley is the fifth seat. Because so I don't then... know what Ridley's doing there. Uh, Rid- Ridley raises a lot of questions.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> For me, at least.
1: Ridley is just there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Ridley snuck on board and no one could stop her. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, but like, it's the implicate... Like, when we find out the the reveal, the implications that Ridley was supposed to be there. So, I don't know. Some... Yeah, I don't
0: think Ridley was one of the lottery tickets. Um, mainly because... That's what we in the sheriff in World Call Fraud! ...was expecting her to be there, but not expecting Mystery Inc. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll bleep it out. Okay. Um. Also, Fred's suit looks like clone trooper
2: armor.
1: <laughs> yes, it does. I had that oh, thought.
2: I... It's a side effect of all their spacesuits having the same color scheme as the normal clothes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: In Which is, like, hey, that a was... cool way. Yeah, it, it works. And it was also very considerate of, like, the engineers.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I mean, considering that this is being run
0: by Sly Baron, I think that was just, like, Sly saying,
2: Yeah, do whatever. Let them yeah. keep them as souvenirs. Whatever. It's fine. This entire thing is a vanity project.
0: It
3: is. Yeah.
0: I do think Shaggy's makes him look like a Discount Master Chief. <laughs> oh my
2: god. He fights Alien and doesn't afraid of anything. What
1: really gets me is that, of course, we've got the main gang with their colors. Then everyone else on this trip just has the same plain kind of dark color.
0: Except for one other person who we'll get to in a second. <laughs> uh, so Shane and Lucas meets a gang... And talks about how Sly Baron is a man of mystery. And they start talking about hair, and Shannon's like, Oh, Daphne, your hair's so good, maybe you shouldn't even bother going to space. <laughs> and then they start Shantae whipping their hair. <laughs> <laughs> but I do mean, like, Shantae, the video game character, because Velma starts getting, like, beaten to death by Daphne's hair.
2: Yeah. Every single hair flip is accompanied by a whoosh, 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 whoosh.
1: Of course. Otherwise, how would you know how good their hair is?
2: I was getting whiplash. (laughs) Uh, They don't have to take off their suits to bathroom,
0: apparently, and the suits have indicator lights that say when they need to empty the tank, so to speak.
3: Thanks. That was a joke that also went for too long.
2: It's. I don't know. It has a weird payoff, too. It does. Personally, I thought the payoff was one of the best jokes.
1: (laughs) I agree. It's just still weird.
2: Yeah. It's such a a, strange one. I I, could have gone without them constantly referring to them as atomic diapers.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, Velma says she wouldn't be surprised
0: if Sly Baron showed up in a suit made of money, and then literally that happens.
1: Yeah. It's in a very Tony Stark kind of moment, wherein he flies in. He is yeah. literally wearing a flying suit.
2: Yeah,
0: and yeah.
2: that's it's, also made of
0: money. Yeah, it's not made out of gold. It's made out
2: of dollar bills. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and also like Tony Stark is at least likable occasionally. Yeah. Uh, this guy's Sly just Baron, he's literally Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised they didn't go for a more obvious parody name. (laughs) (laughs) And he's trying to sell space
0: souvenirs to people at the launch site. Um, Fred fanboys out over Zip and Colt and how they landed on the moon years before he was born. Fun fact, the moon landing actually happened only like two months before the first episode of (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Neat. Fred's helmet has this thing where it only means he can't hear you if it's important for the joke. Uh,
2: Yeah. And he also always has it on, regardless of what's going on.
0: Yes, this mostly will not change. I don't think it changes at all, actually. Let's see. Velma is slightly obsessed with test scores, and apparently, according to Shannon, Daphne is scored well enough to be eligible for some NASA program. And Shannon's, like, mean to Velma about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She insults her hair. She's just kind of a jerk to Velma.
0: Yeah, Velma has been dreaming about being an astronaut forever, and we see a bunch of wallet photos, including one of Velma working at Spaceburger, which I managed <laughs> to take a screenshot of.
2: Also, those the baby Velma photos are so adorable.
0: They really yeah. are. Shannon and Daphne keep doing hair whips, and then Shaggy and Scooby are see the U boats there, and they are wicked into U boat to the point in which they are now wearing jerseys over their suits.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot a quick gag where when they're talking about how the suits act, like can do anything for you, including you can go in the bathroom for them. Um, Scooby-Doo produces a pizza from an oven in the front of his suit. Yes, yeah. and then closes Cause... his helmet and slams it onto his face.
1: <laughs> yeah, interesting. <sighs>
2: And I don't know if the joke holds up But I did do a spit take when I saw it <laughs> uh, They
0: board the ship And it's like a movie theater inside there There's like a lot of seats Yeah
1: It's very oh this is going to be Commercialized kind of thing
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah but also not lined up Like with um, How on an airplane there's just like the two side seats And the one seat in the middle This is like 40 seats to a row and at least two different
2: columns of that.
0: Mm hmm.
1: God, getting out of one of those seats in the middle is gonna be a nightmare.
2: Oh, that'd be a pain. Yeah. I maybe the turn the gravity off and you can just float out. There it does seem like there's a decent amount of space in
0: between the aisles though, so you probably don't have to worry about people moving their feet out of the way. Oh yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's more like um the fancy stadium theater seats.
3: Yeah, like, I'd imagine that there's enough leg space that you're not going to be climbing over everybody.
0: Until they optimize this and then try to get as much money out of you as possible.
2: Yeah. Also, there's a 30-second scene just before they board the ship where the entire mystery gang looks at it and blinks. Yeah. With sound effects. (laughs) Blink, blink. Yeah, because this spaceship is, like, made of gold. But it... It's not like they're going, oh, like, they're not gazing at it with awe. And be like, oh my gosh, it's such a cool spaceship. They're just kind of staring like, at yeah. it with dead eyes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and almost like, of course this rich fool is going to build a spaceship that looks like a cruise ship made out of gold. Of course he would.
3: Mm-hmm. If anything, it looks like the gold-plated version of the main ship from Futurama.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, we learn about U-Boat's snack food called U-Boat Bites, as opposed to, like, U-Bites. Which I think might have been a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shannon takes Daphne up to the bridge. Fred follows Zip and Colt up to the bridge. And Velma is stuck. They hate him. Oh, they absolutely hate him. He, he, uh, because he keeps doing, like, accidental, like, things where he's, like, talked about how old they are. They're just like, uh...
3: Yeah, to be honest, Fred was kind of annoying
1: throughout... Uh, Fred the... has the idiot ball in this particular
2: uh, movie. Very... He's, like, clutching the idiot ball. Okay, I've, I liked him most of the scenes where he wasn't with um, Biff Hard Cheese, and Zip, <laughs> where he's, like, a doofus, but not painfully so.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I and feel then like he
2: gets with those two, it's just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like it's still at least a little bit better than how he was handled in Loch Ness Monster. Yes. He's endearing about it. Yeah.
1: He's just excited.
0: Yeah. He's yeah. Not trying to get the high score on the radar. Yeah. Velma, yeah, is stuck in her seatbelt and can't get it undone, and then Ridley just shows up right next to her. Yeah. And introduces herself as an alien resistance fighter and does the Live Long and Prosper hand sign. And then there is a ten-second beat. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. she just slowly retracts it away. <laughs> uh, she gets really intense. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so Ridley is some weird cross between uh, Sergeant Calhoun from Wreck-It Ralph and Dib from Invaders Zim.
2: <laughs> and that's my and surprisingly cl- enough, not Ellen Ripley from Alien. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. Let's see. Also, U boat sits on Scooby and Shaggy.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> He's there's like a-
2: so wide.
1: <laughs> it's so funny because so Scooby and Shaggy have a reserved for U boat sign in between them, and there are like forty seats surrounding them, empty seats. <laughs> And of course, he does sit in between them and proceeds to squish them, and it's hysterical. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, And like for right now, U-boat is just a silent, angry-looking man. (laughs) He's just it is half
2: an hour before he speaks.
0: (laughs) Um, Also, Clark Sparkman also sits next to Velma and tries to interview her, and she says, "You can ask questions, but I won't answer." To which Ridley says, "Good call." TV is a factory of deceit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who let Ridley on the plane?
1: <laughs> I don't think anyone did. I don't know. It's so weird. Ridley's whole situation is bizarre.
3: Yeah, because like, is she supposed to be
2: there as part of the crew? No one has any problems I- with her, so I assume so. I think she was there like her crew role is alien resistance fighter.
3: I I almost feel like someone accidentally forgot to record a line of dialogue to just say oh yes Ripley is like the weapons master or security.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. So, okay. Either she is part of the lottery or she's famous. <laughs>
2: Or infami- Wait, doesn't Velma say a line about how her alien theories have like com- completely discredited her career at some point?
0: Uh, no, no, that was Loch Ness monster. They say that about the Loch Ness mm. monster stuff.
2: Okay, that must have been like when I listened yesterday and had some kind of fever dream. <laughs> um, but she does have a blog all about conspiracy theories.
0: Um, I think she might be one of the lottery winners but the person who did it just rigged it maybe because she's supposed to be there Ooh! but then the person who did it only rigged one of the lottery winners yeah yeah because they were just like well the rest will just be regular civilians and that'll lead credence to
2: the one that thinks aliens are real Uh, i do like that theory because then that means that scooby would did not have a ticket and then the teens asked, can we bring our dog? <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and of went, course Sly
2: says yes, because the Russians have already done it. <laughs> of course. What's what's better publicity than dogs in space?
3: Everybody loves a dog in space. Yep. Perfect.
2: Uh, let see. After they hit
0: cruising altitude, a.k.a. space, the host android model, known from here on out as Ham, appears with a refreshment card. Pam is in one of the suits and does have an indicator light. Keep this in mind
2: um also also, I misheard that at the beginning. I thought they said he was a post android model
1: yeah, i have I have that as Pam in my notes. makes much more sense that hosts, but I still really like Pam
2: yep. yeah um. Yeah, he's here with refreshments and observational comedy. Why do all moon restaurants fail? They have no
0: atmosphere. Am I right, people?
1: I love him. (laughs) (laughs) I just, he just really wants, he desperately wants to just tell jokes and be creepy at people. And it's wonderful.
0: (laughs) I see see this and I'm like, I wish it was just Sunny Eclipse from Disney World. At Cosmic Ray Cafe, it just because it's the same level of jokes. It's just Sunny Eclipse sounds like a talk show host when he does it. <laughs> He's so unfunny. He loops back around. <laughs>
1: yes, it's great.
0: Uh, this is where I comment on just like the sheer number of silent pause jokes in this film.
2: Okay, there. Whoever wrote this loved a comedic beat, yeah. and I'm not
0: gonna lie, it does make me laugh every single time in this film.
2: same but i also wish that we had less of them
1: at at the very least less of them that are just compacted in the same five minutes
2: yeah Yeah. it's like let's make sure everyone has their own frame of a a beat (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. um i do want to
0: point out that the film after this one is the kiss in scooby-doo rock and roll mystery movie so this was at a time when they were just getting weird with the humor and just the movies in general.
3: <sighs> yeah, cuz um they had a second crossover with the WWE.
0: Yes, that was <laughs> the uh Curse of the Speed Demon.
3: And they recently had a, had a movie involving uh celebrity chefs.
0: Yep. they also, around, like, in between these, I think, was the one where Shaggy is a martial arts master because he gets hypnotized. (laughs) Anyways. I feel like... (laughs) Clark, like, did a thing where he undid Voma's seatbelt for her because she's having issues by just pressing the button. And then also presses a button to put on her helmet when the helmet needs to go on. And then he makes the jokes, like, he is her man if she needs him to press any more buttons.
2: And Clark just go away. Yeah. Clark flirting with Velma, who is a teen, makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, especially like the back half of this film is filled with so much
0: Velma Daphne stuff.
3: Oh my god, like from the first few minutes I was like Velma has a thing for Daphne.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh so clark velma and ridley all get up to check out the ship fred zip colt and daphne do safety checks shannon is doing diagnostics on the navigation software and she and daphne keep calling each other girlfriends and at this point i was like if this keeps up i'm gonna just call it canon
2: (laughs) (laughs) um i will say i like it was at this point that i did not trust shannon and so i constantly was thinking to her as uh velma's no not the as Daphne's sinister lesbian mentor. (laughs) Also, she's running diagnostics on the ship, and that bugged me, because Shannon, back on Earth, Shannon said that she didn't even know she was going to be on the ship because Lai wanted it to be a surprise for everyone. So how does she know how to do diagnostics on a ship that she just found out about?
0: I mean, I guess if it's supposed to be similar to the other ships, like the space shuttle I'm assuming she's been on, I, th- Maybe.
1: Think, I think it's a matter of, she didn't know that there were going to be non-astronaut people.
2: Oh, okay. That was that the impression I got. Okay, that makes a
0: lot more because sense. Because she does know a lot about a thing that comes up later. Yeah, yeah yes. like a lot okay, about yeah.
2: it. Um, Thank you.
0: <laughs> Shaggy and Scooby just start walking around saying they're going to look for food, even though Ham just came up with the refreshment cart and they just, I guess, weren't paying attention.
1: That's a good point.
3: Or it it's just weird. wasn't enough to satisfy them.
2: Yeah, all those hot towels and peanuts. <laughs> Maybe they were still being sat on when the fresh ones came by.
1: Good point.
2: <laughs> uh, Clark knows a lot about space
0: junk because they hear something hit the hole. And Ridd is like, oh, I think it's aliens. And Velma and Clark think she's seen one too many movies. Ridley does some martial arts. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. <laughs> which is just
2: the same animation loop like three times
1: Yep.
2: <laughs> and then Velma's like break. are you breakdancing <laughs>
1: yeah that, that I really liked that it was hysterical
0: <laughs> and then she tries to show them some evidence by showing them a cat video I mean some alien footage <laughs> <laughs> uh, she goes to get more footage because she's like oh this isn't enough to convince you so she'll run back to I guess her bag
2: I don't know so Velma and Clark decide to go hide also I'm surprised that Velma completely disregards the possibility of aliens in this especially since in the last film we watched I mean granted it was like 10 years before
0: this film um, Velma was like cryptids could be real yeah. yeah
2: and this one is like aliens nope never heard of them <laughs> I've never seen an alien that was a dog that was a shapeshifter
0: that wasn't me <laughs> Uh, Shaggy and Scooby end up finding some vending machines With full of U-boat bites But it's currently got the gate in the way And there's no lights on It's very clearly closed Why are all the lights off on this ship? Atmosphere Uh, So, okay Yes. Uh,
1: Speaking of Throughout most of this film I kept thinking to myself Someone is going to be murdered (laughs) (laughs) Yes There's something about this the atmosphere, the music, the way ev- there's so many people. Someone is going to get murdered in this movie. And I'm just oh, yeah. waiting for it to happen.
2: Like, because there's so little background music. So much of the background is just space noises. Yes. yeah, Like vents and clunking.
3: Yeah, yeah. like, I think someone in the writing room really wanted this to be Scooby-Doo Alien. Yeah, oh, no. someone it's put the... got
1: that feeling.
3: Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if a producer was like, "No, this is for children."
1: <laughs>
0: Scooby-Doo, Moon Monster Man Madness: the film, the Scooby-Doo film most likely to have a real-life murder. <laughs> um. Anyways, so Ham sneaks up on Scooby and Shaggy in the most creepy way possible.
1: It's great. He just <laughs> wants to tell jokes and be creepy. <laughs>
0: And it has a laugh track on its arm that depresses for all of its weird or bad jokes. Including one where it's like, Are you challenging me, canine? I could destroy you in one blow. Am I right, people?
1: <laughs> I love Cam a lot.
0: Uh, after Ham Leap, Scooby says that comedy robot has a dark side to which Shaggy replies That is not uncommon. Humor is often inspired by the same darkness from which it endeavors to provide an escape. <laughs> 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 oh, God.
3: <laughs> Shaggy is occasionally profound, so.
0: No, he's just hungry. He's just hungry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Clark hits on Velma again, and has also done some research on Mystery Inc. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby get scared by U-Boat, who just comes stomping out of the darkness. And then once they realize that it's him, they're like, oh, yeah, we were going to get these snacks, but it's all blocked up. And <laughs> U-Boat, just without speaking, lifts the gate, shoulder p- tackles the machine, causing it to like light up and all of
2: the machines to dispense everything, and then just walks away. <laughs> um, Also... I don't know if it was intentional or just an animation weirdness, but when U-Boat is sneaking up on them and all the stomping is happening, um, Shag like they do the normal Scooby jumps into Shaggy's arms, but they animate kinda slowly, so it looks like Shaggy holds his arms out so he's prepared for Scooby to jump into them. Aww. And I find that very cute. Yeah, that is
1: adorable.
2: It's like when you teach some a dog to like when you put your arms out in a hoop and a dog just jumps through it on command. <laughs> I wish I ever had a dog intelligent enough to do that.
0: <laughs> we cut outside where we see something or rip a panel off the hole and rip out some wires. Spooky. Mm-hmm. Daphne hears it and thinks something might be outside. And Zip and Colt are being old boomers about the whole thing. <laughs> and Fred follows along with them until he says something about their age. And then Zip literally turns off his communications, <laughs> leaving Fred just talking silently as they walk away.
1: Zip and Cole are kind of jerks by a lot. Yeah. And I mean, this is understandable of a moment. It gets worse.
2: It gets so much worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's also, I can't remember the context, but there's definitely something in here that made me just write down you Do teens in your phones. Yeah, and that's oh, yeah. why I called him old boomers, because they were talking about, like,
0: oh, we had more experiences. We didn't have so many screens. Oh, and Fred mm-hmm. was like, well, yeah, I guess there weren't that many screens back when you were around.
1: <sighs> and one of them just drops the uh, oxygen tank on the floor when that happens. And it's a really funny <sighs> moment.
0: <laughs> I will say, because we're talking about them being terrible, one of them is significantly more terrible than the other. Very true. Yeah. The mustache one is more okay than the non-mustache one. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have
2: noticed because I consider them the same person. Yeah. <laughs> that too.
0: The only reason I say it is because there's a scene later and I'll, I guess I'll bring it up then.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's also a good side gag. I don't know if it was this or when Fred goes off with the others where like they say they have to do safety checks and Fred's like, great, I'll join you. And he pulls out a clipboard like the other two have that I guess he just prepared earlier.
4: He just Brad has one.
2: Loves kit- <laughs> clipboards. It comes with the spacesuit. I imagine it's much like Gravity Falls where he's just going, I am pretending to write something down. <laughs>
0: uh, let's see. He's probably just taking note of anything that could possibly use and be used in a Rube Goldberg trap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean probably, considering what happens later.
0: Um yeah. yeah, so after Zip and Colt walk away the alarms go off and but before that Daphne tells Fred that he should let give Zip and Colt some space and then <laughs> snort laughs at her own joke.
1: I love it <laughs> it's so good.
0: Let Daphne do more snort laughs. Yes. yes. adorable. So after the alarms go off slices, it's nothing to worry about as he has he's sitting there having Ham paint him
2: nude (laughs) yeah
0: and the the portrait is just a stick figure laying down it's great
3: (laughs) i just like the implications of baron telling him to paint him like one of those french girls
0: uh up at the bridge everyone's there except for um sly and shannon explains that they're venting oxygen Shaggy and Scooby say they saw an alien, and then Ridley presses a button to cut to camera footage on the
2: outside of the ship of the alien, ripping open the ship. Okay, so Ridley says several times that the alien must have hollow black eyes.
1: they're red. Everyone
2: can see that they're glowing red. Yeah, they're
1: red. Yeah. They're not... no. Ridley, you don't know what you're talking about.
2: She's too wrapped up in her own head cannons. yeah.
0: So they're running out of air, and they won't be able to make it back to Earth in time. But there's nowhere else to go. And then Sly shows up, says, well, there is one place. (laughs) And then they land in Space Bioshock.
1: It is, (laughs) it it makes me think of Atlantis, but on the moon.
0: Yes, this is Uh, Sly Moon Prime,
2: a moon base. I love literally any secret moon base. (laughs) Yes. Also when when Sly says that there is one place they can land he turns to Spark Clarkman and says shouldn't you be filming me being dramatic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh there's a lot of cool panning shots that I'm afraid
0: I, I I'm mad that I can't find them on YouTube to send them to people cuz they are very like just good shots of them going down conveyor belts and stuff. Mhm um but shannon says that sly has been building this place on the dark side of the moon for over a decade
3: how has no one noticed no he's got money okay different question how did this guy not blab about it to everybody
0: because he wanted it to to be a surprise <laughs> To the point where he probably had anyone killed, he
2: might have been able to tell about it. <laughs> or imprisoned there. There's a lot that's really dark about this.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of robots on uh, this moon. Yeah. I can't speak, but they seem sentient. Odd.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so it's all part of his plan to make space travel more widely available. Because it's going to be the world's solar system's first luxury space resort. It's not finished, but the oxygen generators are up and running. Uh, he also reveals the Slybots, which are a lot more clunky than Ham and have like paper faces taped onto them. And also reveals his twin brother, Hudson, who built all of the robots and stuff. Who's been up here mostly alone for 11 years.
1: Um, Hudson he- knows the like the exact time like to the day he can say how long he's been up here and it's very sad because uh, Hudson proceeds to introduce the Slybots with names and personalities and Sly is like uh, I don't know what's wrong with him he's been alone
3: yeah you Robinson Carusoed would him
1: It's distressing how alone Hudson has been. He is ecstatic that there are people here. And he acts as if, oh my gosh, are you guys real? Get- let your brother come home! (laughs) And, okay, that's his brother. Just imagine what Sly
3: does to, like, his lesser employees. Yeah.
0: Alright, I hate to play devil's advocate for a terrible capitalist, but- he also does seem to actually care for his brother when, like, he doesn't, like, when someone, like, he's like, oh, yeah, my brother did build this. Um, He's good at that kind of thing. And he doesn't say, like, oh, I don't know why he's gone all wacky. He's
2: just like, oh, yeah, he's a little odd. Yeah, Sly's not malicious. He's just an idiot and a jerk.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's just. It's
2: like if
0: Cave Johnson was a little bit nicer. <laughs> and.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, that is him.
3: But yeah, the, also that combination of bad traits kind of breeds a not exactly great work environment. No. Yeah,
2: yeah. Did anyone write down the names of the robots? I have them. I have them. Good. Okay. Too. Frank
1: keeps us honest. Linda is our Linda ray of sunshine. is a
2: ray of sunshine. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Linda is the ray of sunshine.
1: Reggie is the comedian
2: and twiggy isn't happy with hudson right now they've been fighting
1: i just i love the slybots so much
2: there's also caroline prime who's like one of those giant wallies yes the size of a large house
1: and uh she's revealed to be a a crate mover food crate mover something along those lines yeah yeah
2: Oh, and when Hudson first appears, there's like a dramatic zoom in with violins.
1: Oh, yeah. And it turns out it's just uh, Ham (laughs) using his musical cue again. And it's great. (laughs) There's a lot of moments with Ham doing that.
0: Yeah, Carolyn Prime comes out to help Zip and Colt and the others with ship repairs. Um, I think Hudson and Ridley are also going. There's a lot of people going to go do repairs. Uh, Shannon meanwhile has to assure U-Boat that Caroline is safe because U-Boat doesn't trust non-humans, but is fine with Scooby.
1: I think U-Boat just doesn't like uh, technology.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or Scooby is considered a human in this movie. Hmm. Conflicting reports.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, But the good point here is that when
0: Shannon tells Caroline to sit, (laughs) it causes Shaggy and Scooby to sit. Yes.
1: (laughs) Not just Scooby. Shaggy and Scooby.
0: Uh, Hudson does some techno babble, and for some reason Ridley is the only one that can understand it. Why not Velma also? Because I think he's just saying words. Yeah. It's possible.
1: He has been alone for a very long time.
0: Could be a... I'm going to bring it up again for the second time in a row. Could be a Jack Fenton situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where if Jack Fenton talked to a real scientist, a real scientist would have no idea what he's talking about.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: They talk about the alien for a bit, but Zip and Colt still don't believe in it. Uh, so Zip, Colt, Hudson, Ridley, and Fred all go to do repairs. Sly goes off to do a satellite interview but shows them the sly moon buggy ride stuff, which Chaggy and Scooby go to in case the alien is inside.
1: Yeah, if the alien is indoors, they want to be outdoors, basically.
2: Yes. Sound logic. Yeah. Also, is this, the song starts playing as they go like on the moonwalk. Is Lindsay, is this the same one that plays in Space Odyssey? Uh, maybe? Because it's the one that's like, Da, 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 da. Oh, dun, that's
3: dun, Blue Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, when they were doing all the panning shots in that big uh, spaceship.
0: Yeah,
2: that yeah. is something
0: that is actually used
2: uh, in a lot of
0: sci-fi, where it shows people walk- doing zero-G walks. Yeah.
2: yeah, I just wanted to make sure. I also couldn't remember the name of the song, and so I, I did Google the song that goes, da-da-da-da-da, bum-bum, bum-bum. And the very... F- <laughs> And they just search for da-da and bum-bum in any order, and so the very first result I get is uh, Sandstorm by <laughs> <laughs> Uh But before
0: Shaggy and Scooby head outside, Shannon goes off to recalibrate the oxygen generators to account for more people.
1: Which is an odd comment, because earlier Sly was like, yeah, we produce enough oxygen for so many people.
0: Yeah, so. more oxygen than we could ever breathe.
1: Yes, basically.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Velma, seeing her and Daphne interact, gets jealous and loudly talks about Clark wanting to interview her before dragging him off somewhere. Daphne just goes somewhere else and U-Boat threatens him, and then also goes
2: somewhere else. Wait, is this the scene in the break room? Like the lunch room? Not yet.
0: No, this no. is oh, before, okay. like, this is when everybody's just going to go do their own thing. Okay, good. Shaggy and Scooby are racing buggies on the moon. And Shaggy does some Mach 5 stunts of, like, driving up a curved wall to get around Scooby and stuff before they end up in a junkyard of old moon probes and rovers. And they do the spacewalk ballet thing.
4: Yeah.
1: Sounds legit.
0: And then they run into the xenomorph. Yeah! Yeah.
1: (laughs) So... Here's where we finally get the payoff to the earlier uh, setup joke, wherein Scooby and Shaggy turn and look at the Xenomorph, and their expressions are terror incarnate, and immediately the indicator lights on their suits turn red. <laughs> <laughs> and then they run away. Yep. And it's like, I do appreciate the joke, because it is ver- it, the timing is super comedic yes <laughs> it's just so weird
0: yeah and they had to do the setup earlier in order for this
2: to be the way they do it yeah but at the
0: same time the setup is strange yeah
2: yes yeah also now that we get a good look at the xenomorph uh can i just say yeah they can kind of get it
0: <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> got them big
0: pecs yeah yeah um, i going to have to do, like, an Unraveled-style podcast where I talk about which Scooby-Doo monsters could get it.
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: <laughs> the Patreon-exclusive episode. Let's see. Um, yeah, so they're getting chased by the Xenomorph. Scooby activates an old rocket to temporarily incapacitate it. And then they do some wicked driving to get back inside the station without the alien following them inside. Something
1: of note is it felt really weird that this was not a music sequence cuz up until this point up until the movies that we've done a lot of the time if scooby and shaggy are getting chased by a monster there's a music sequence
0: and that yeah. doesn't yeah. happen at all in this film
1: which is contributes to my someone is going to be murdered theory <laughs> not theory but assumption because it's so serious is the thing they are being yeah. chased they are going to be murdered
2: yeah yeah this alien can and will kill them yes the- there's some music but it's like it's dramatic it's not zany there's no moon-based butt rock
0: <laughs> you can't play ska on the moon because the trumpet needs air <laughs>
3: But yeah, that further contributes to someone in that writing staff really wanted Scooby-Doo alien and have oh yeah, there's a scene later during the climax that just cemented it for me. And also yeah, the xenomorph. It's basically a ripoff of that xenomorph. Yeah.
0: Um, So yeah, once they head inside, they run into U-Boat. Okay, here we are. They run into U-Boat, who has a heart-to-heart with him about being scared. And they're like, well, you're U-Boat. What do you have to be afraid of? And here's the list of things that U-Boat is afraid of. I also wrote it down. So did I. Sharks, (laughs) dentists, public speaking, aliens, mimes, the
2: IRS, being in space, lots of things. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I just want to take a moment. So based on some of his previous statements, where he said that he only trusts humans, we can infer... That he does not consider dentists, mimes, or IRS as human beings. <laughs> and does consider Scooby a human.
3: Well, dentons are, dentists are pretty much psychopaths who want to inflict as much pain in your mouth as possible. The IRS is a <laughs> soulless government body.
2: <laughs> and mimes are emo clowns.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, and they talk about things U-Boat keeps saying things like that he does to you know get over some of these fears. Um, the entire time Scooby and Shaggy are just like, oh yeah, food. 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 <laughs> and food. Um, and they don't believe that U-Boat can sing and then he proceeds to sing. <laughs> Fear
4: is just the word, a four-letter word like love and meat. Need- Only just a word, a silly little word, so it doesn't make me afraid. Wow, that is. If a- la la la, e la la la, la a la la, la, la r, spells nothing. Make
0: me and then there is a just Stunned silent shot of Shaggy and Scooby <laughs> Staring at him afterwards before he just walks away Because Hubo not only sings He sings in this extremely high-pitched
3: voice And it's a solid two minutes
1: Yeah Fear is just a word
0: I'm trying to decide between fear is just a word and the credits song to put at the end of this episode.
2: Because <laughs> the oh, credits song is go... pretty good. And you gotta go with fear is just a word because it's so weird.
1: <laughs> it really is.
0: But the credit song sounds like a Dixieland jazz band. Yes. This is also true.
1: I really agree. I, I like the... Uh the credit song so much because it was like out of nowhere
4: yeah the
0: the
1: movie we're not we're not there yet but the movie ended and i'm like what is this
0: it's bioshock again basically (laughs) meanwhile in the repair bay man i don't even know what half of this stuff does says fred holding a hammer and screwdriver (laughs) oh honey yeah and then he goofs around with what looks like a gas hose, but then it sprays Daphne with cooling gel that is used to extinguish fires. Which very quickly like freezes Daphne in her tracks. Like she can talk and like look around, but she I can't struggle. move her body. Yeah. And Fred goes to get her out and then sees a tank and it's like, Oh wait, what's that over there? Yeah. And that's oxygen imbued liquid nitrogen, Fred. If you pop that open it's going to and then he gets frozen solid. Um, Mustache one goes like hey We should probably get him out And then the other one's like But it's so quiet
1: I swear
0: So non-mustache So mustache one's like well How long can a human being be okay Frozen solid And the other one's like Well how long do you want it to be quiet
1: Half an hour Yeah
2: Sounds Sounds about right yeah Like, Like, so Shank Slamfist just did a murder.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
3: pretty much.
0: Yeah, and the reason I want to say the mustache one is better is just because he was like, yeah, I need to get them out, and if I'm going to leave it in there, I'm only going to leave them in there for as long as a human being can stand it. (laughs) Not just however
2: long.
1: Yeah. Also, Daphne didn't do anything to you.
2: Yeah.
1: At least free her.
2: She's a teen. She she phone teens. Uh. Phone teens. We gotta try and turn Gen Z against the millennials. (laughs) Said the boomers. Uh. Ugh. Meanwhile, in the lunchroom,
0: (laughs) Ham does a. And yet you live in a society. I am very smart to you, boat. Ham says microwave rights. Uh, but, like, for real, though, him just saying, like, oh, you can't open that can without a can opener, that's a robot, I'm very smart.
2: The entire oh. time. Yeah. Oh, and then vinian just crushes the can opener and the can with his fists. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep.
3: Just cutting that Gordian knot.
2: Also, he is making microwave
0: taquitos with canned tomato sauce.
2: You just... Live your truth man <laughs> Alright yeah sure
3: Whatever floats your boat <laughs> Your U-Boat
2: Your U-Boat <laughs> uh,
0: And U-Boat reveals that he doesn't like machines Because automated factory line Put his father and many like him out of a job
3: And somehow That still makes him a Luddite in oh, Who's the YouTuber
2: guy Uh, Clark? Yeah. Spark Clarkman. Yeah.
3: He's more like a TMZ. Yeah, TMZ, but he, like, speaks at the volume of some YouTubers.
2: That's true. Oh
1: my god, he does.
2: (laughs) He probably put up a video with, like, and it's got a picture of the spaceship, like, circles and arrows pointing. (laughs) Yeah. What really happened on the moon?
3: With the most clickbaity title. Oh god, he works for BuzzFeed. (laughs)
0: Uh, so we cut back over to Shaggy and Scooby walking down the hallway and Shaggy's like you know what maybe the alien wasn't real maybe we were just afraid just in time for the alien to show up outside the window and Scooby's like yep that one's fake too let's keep walking (laughs) (laughs) and eventually they find a dining hall slash buffet which turns out to be a restaurant they call it that later and they just start loading up plates, and as the, after they're done loading up the plates, the alien shows up inside mm-hmm. and chases them as they try to eat. While doing so, the alien seems to go out of its way to destroy a statue of Sly before using its ghostly whale to take down the <laughs> chandelier that Shaggy and Scooby are hiding on.
1: Okay, so there's a moment here um, where Shaggy and Scooby are hiding on the chandelier, and they're like... Oh yeah, you can't reach us up here and Scooby proceeds to say, unless aliens can jump really high. Have they uh and can aliens jump really high? And it is a very Jurassic Park kind of moment <laughs> to me. Um, unless they've figured out how to open doors. There's there's a lot of moments in this movie. Spared no expense was mentioned earlier on, like at the very beginning.
4: Oh yeah. Uh they
1: spared no expense. Um and then I. During the moon buggy chase sequence with Shaggy and Scooby earlier, I fully expected there to be a. Objects in Mirror are closer than they appear. Beat. <laughs> but it didn't happen. There's just a lot of moments in this movie that are very Jurassic Park one.
0: Ridley would definitely be the one that talks about Chaos Theory. Yes!
1: Yes. <laughs> she is yeah. a rock star.
3: And given her character design, she could totally rock um, Jeff Goldblum's outfit.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Also speaking of movie references, there's a scene in the fight where the elevator door opens up and there's like a slybot in a chef's hat. Oh yeah, no, so (laughs) Uh.
0: (laughs) they're about to be murdered and a slybot with an apron, chef hat, and two trays of food walks in, about (laughs) to like go put it down, sees what's going on, and then there's a comedic beat as everyone looks at each other. (laughs) <laughs> and then the t- alien takes off after the robot, which immediately just
2: starts running back into the kitchen.
1: <laughs> it's so good.
2: And it's... I got, ex- I got Godzilla 1997 vibes. of Yes! Oops, wrong floor. Yes!
1: Oh my gosh, you're right.
2: Uh, that was like the funniest bit in the movie
0: for me. Until something happens in like a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, but it's so wild. But while it's chasing the robot, Shaggy and Scooby crawl away and run into Colt, Zip, Daphne, and Fred, who had just found either AC condensation or alien juice on the floor. <laughs> Zip and Colt are like, have you ever seen alien juice before? And Daphne's like, "I, no, but if I did, I would imagine it looks like that.
1: Shaggy <laughs> and Scooby run into them and, oh, we're being chased by the alien And they look down the hall, and it's completely empty, and there's silence. And I love this. Scooby says, maybe they got lost. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so great.
0: Just about everyone meets up in the restaurant. And Daphne finally starts to cash on to why Velma's mad. And Zip starts to- the one with the mustache starts to maybe believe in it, but then by the end of the scene is still back to not believing. Because the other one's like- Yeah, our two eyewitnesses are over there eating raw fish off of the floor. (laughs) (laughs) And they are. Yeah. Sly finally flies in, and I do mean fly in because he has magnetic cover boots on. And Velma is immediately like, hey, it's you. It's
1: like, that's suspicious.
0: Uh, Apparently the alien took out the satellite. um, And these magnetic cover boots are prototypes made by his brother. Clark continues to try to hit on Velma because there's a line about magnetic attraction. Uh, But luckily it's followed up with a line about magnetic repulsion. (laughs) That's more like it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and this is where Velma straight up's like, hey, Sly, you're doing this so that way the alien attack will draw attention to your cool moon base. And Sly's like, man, I wish I thought of that, but I've been too busy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh uh in this scene um Clark is talking is it Clark I don't remember but they're talking about oh it's a good thing no one was hurt and I think it's Clark who says better than f- the f- better the food than anyone uh oh better the food than the ship and Scooby growls at him <laughs> like an actual growl a dog growl and it's hysterical Shaggy says something too but it's not nearly as um dramatic as a gosh darn growl
2: yeah yeah and i think it's either daphne or velma who say that shaggy and scooby are very sensitive when it comes to food yeah yes which does play into a line from a, a little bit earlier where the mystery gang is ready to believe in the alien because uh it's not like scooby and shaggy to run away from a scene with food exactly. unless something <laughs> was chasing them and then Scooby puts one hand over his heart and the other to the sky and he says, so help me hot dogs!" <laughs> uh, there's strife amongst everyone here on whether or
0: not the alien actually exists even within the gang because Thelma doesn't believe but Daphne does. And Fred's just like, look, let's well, stop arguing and catch it either way. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's leaving to go sleep and then Ridley just pops back out of the elevator and he's like, oh, I'll help.
1: It's so funny.
0: Uh, Fred starts putting things together. And Ridley's like looking at what Fred has together so far and is, like, an alien would look at this trap and laugh if they had a sense of humor. Which
1: they don't.
0: <laughs> Which prompts Velma to ask about like, so if this is a real alien, what would it even want? And Ridley has very specific thoughts on about what this alien plans to do. She has notes. <laughs> And it cuts to a scene where the aliens are just like invading the Earth, like taking out major, major um, cities. Yeah, cities, including Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> and they vaporize a shepherd. <laughs> uh, and eventually, it's like, oh yeah, and then all the humans will be living underground, mining the planet's resources until, and then Fred, er, who jumps in. I think it's Fred that jumps it's in Fred. first. I think it's like, out. fred chimes in with a story about like and then the human resistance fighters rise up and it's him zip and and steak yeah and yeah. they're all shirtless and fred has an eye patch
1: with fred hair
0: <laughs> and they're all not super just ball. fred hair but like a fred pompadour
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and they just start shooting aliens and then daphne's like well All the humans are going to band together because they, you know, want to unite. And it's Daphne, Fred, Zip, and Chip. And they're all, they all look the same as in Fred's vision, except now they all have Daphne hair. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, the green scarf. Uh... And then Shaggy starts like, oh yeah, I could use all of my video game skills. And then it cuts to him sitting on a Doc Ock couch with the visor <laughs> on. And then Velma gets a turn and everyone has her hair and glasses and there's a giant robo Velma head shooting math at aliens. <laughs> and then Scooby gets a turn and everyone's just like, yeah, we'll just share Scooby snacks and everyone will be fine.
1: And everyone just chills. And it's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah the art style for the section is incredibly different. And I do want to see something in the style just because I like small Velma. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think and the I l- Scooby design could probably get a rework. Yeah. I did not. I like, like it. It's the aesthetic of like old school Scooby-Doo, but like using the animation tools and quality that we have today. Mm. It feels like a modern, like a
0: teen version of a pup named Scooby-Doo.
1: It does.
0: Ooh. Um, and i also want to point out that the aliens changed from ridley's story in ridley's story they were all looked like the xenomorph but in everyone else's story they look like the things from uh from mars attacks mars yeah. attacks yeah
1: also there was a moment i think it was during velma's segment wherein uh there the brains in the helmets started popping into popcorn
2: <laughs> yeah
1: i was like hmm interesting
2: I, well, after seeing Scooby's uh thing, I was ready to put money on the thing that it was going to be foreshadowing. <laughs> Rudely, just hearing all these things, like, all right, fine, whatever.
0: You're going to keep telling weird stories. I'm just going to leave. And as soon as she leaves, alien time starts. Yeah. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Can't have a stranger during the uh, actual alien moment.
0: Of course. It has to be possibly anyone at any moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone is in position while Fred waits in a command room with cameras. Shaggy and Scooby are about to chicken out, but Fred has sent them a slybot with some cinnamon buns.
2: <laughs> Listen, those cinnamon buns look real good. They really do. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of them.
1: There are. Well, of course there is. It's, Scoob- it's Scooby and Shaggy.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Vilma and Daphne have a confession moment where they talk about like, but Daphne, if you're smart and get good grades, then you're everything. And then what am I? What do I do?
1: It's really deep.
0: Yeah. It's
2: That was a bit that resonated with me because I was one of those kids who was real smart in like all the way through a good chunk of high school. And then all of a sudden I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And like having entirely defined myself as, oh, I'm the smart kid. I'm not smart anymore. I'm nobody.
1: Understandable.
2: Yeah. Mhm. Then the power flickers out
0: and we see Sly has too many fans and hair dryers plugged in, which causes the gravity to turn off. As you do? Yep. <laughs> uh Shaggy and Scooby are zero g eating some of those cinnamon buns and then they run directly into the alien. And they try singing it away, but that does not work. <laughs> So they float away until Fred tells them to use the sticky buns to stick to the floor. And then he calls up uh, Daphne and Velma. And apparently he is rogue leader and they're rogues one and two. <laughs> <laughs> and so Daphne and Velma fire some darts that are I guess, supposed to put the uh, alien like either paralyze it or put it to sleep. Something like that. Um, but they miss. And then Fred is like, oh, it's fine. Get them to the next checkpoint. And then at the next checkpoint... It's the gel from earlier. And it hits the alien, encapsulates it, just as gravity turns back on. Now, after gravity turns back on, the gel doesn't seem to be working anymore. (laughs) Because the alien just keeps going. Picks up Scooby and is about to just eat him,
1: I guess? Somebody's gonna get murdered.
0: (laughs) And then Fred just throws some nitrogen at it, freezing it. It falls over, and the eye shatters, leaving it unconscious. And everyone shows up uh, as pairs, and they all say, The alien! You caught the alien! (laughs) The alien! You caught the alien! The
1: alien! You caught the alien!
3: The alien! You caught the alien!
1: alien. It (laughs) It literally (laughs) happens so much.
0: Yeah. Everyone's there, except for...
3: Shannon.
0: Yeah, it's Shannon Lucas on three. Everyone ready? E, One, two, three. Shannon Shannon Lucas! Lucas, Who used a bunch of her expert knowledge to help her set all of these dangerous things to happen. Because she hated that Sly was trying to make it so everyone could go to space.
2: So, so basically capitalism is a jerk. But the real big bad was classism.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, at some point, I think Velma, as while she's explaining things, makes fun of Clark's job. And it's like no offense, and Clark's just like it's a living. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out Shannon has swapped the scores, and Shaggy's actually the one who scored the highest.
3: Much uh, to literally everyone's surprise, even Shaggy.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. He must have done the test while hungry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, <laughs> Maybe so.
2: Yeah, and after
0: they ended up landing at the base, uh, Shannon had to change plans to just leave them stranded on the moon. And they were like, oh, you would have gotten away with it, too. And Shannon just is like, would have? Oh, I'm getting away with it. <laughs> and she reveals that she has planted thermal charges all over the resort. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> villain was like how many could there possibly be and we get a rapid fire shot of every single one
1: there's, so there's a lot of them blinking yeah.
2: all over the moon face yeah and so there are two other things that happen to this so when they first unmask shannon from the i guess xenomorph mech suit um everyone's like how why and then fred goes who <laughs> oh right it's shannon <laughs> And also, when they try and do the you would've gotten away with it, it's Sly who goes, you wouldn't have gotten away with it too if it hadn't been for me. (laughs) Oh, Uh,
0: gosh. Me and those meddling kids.
3: (laughs) It must really hurt him to have to backtrack. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) He's used to it. He does that to his brother all the time.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, she runs off and takes Sly Star One, which was the name of the ship. In case I didn't mention it earlier, <sighs> stranding them there. But Hudson's like,
2: "Well, there actually is a second ship." They also she traps them behind an invisible force field. What's uh, <laughs> made Fred. of
1: glass, Fred?
2: <laughs> an invisible force field made of glass. <gasps> oh, Fred! See, I'm fi- I'm fine with this kind of doofus, Fred. Yeah.
0: I think the one from Mystery Incorporated is very similar in that he's very competent when it comes to setting traps and doing that. But everything else, he's just like
2: oblivious, (laughs) not necessarily stupid. Yeah. He he min-maxed his character wrong. (laughs) Which really...
0: So Mystery Incorporated has romance plots. (laughs) And that may or may not tie into one of them. God. Uh, Anyways. Uh, so they go to the second ship and Ridley says, wow, it looks almost exactly like the first ship, For there's something about it I just can't put my finger on. Well, that's the thing. You can put your finger on it. It's too small. It's a model of the ship.
1: It's only a model. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which Hudson then opens up and presses a button revealing... Whatever they call the second... They don't call it Sly anything. Star 2, I guess? Yeah, it's gotta yeah. be Sly Star 2.
1: You would think it would be a prototype or something.
0: Sly well, the Star first girl. one was the prototype. I guess. <laughs> but it was just very good. But
3: then, um, how did Hudson get up onto the moon?
0: Well, he was trapped there. Hudson was like, yeah, I built that second ship because I was gonna leave. But then I was like, I'm gonna stay... But, I just want to be able to leave if I need to. I just wanted to go home and be in the spotlight. No, be with my brother, <sighs> and they have a bonding moment which Sly plays up a little bit for the camera, but also does lean into the hug,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, he's a jerk, but he does love his brother
2: and money and publicity, yeah, yes, yes
1: of course.
0: After as they're having this bonding moment, Shannon's explosives start going off, and the shockwaves cause some of the food crates and other supplies to block the way. Oh no, the boxes! Velma and Daphne right. start arguing about Daphne's homicidal ex-girlfriend, <laughs> <laughs> and whether she's blowing up the moon or just part of it. Yeah. Uh, Ham finally breaks character And reveals that he was an actor the whole time That's very good at doing the Microsoft Sam default voice
2: <laughs> um, Hot take Ham was more interesting when he was a robot yes. Yeah,
1: But it makes more sense Considering the Slybots Are the Slybots
0: Yeah uh. like, It's like you see what the Slybots look like And you're like oh yeah Sly definitely just hired An actor to pretend to be an android Because that looks cooler than some
2: steampunk Robot. But it's also like th- there wasn't really a payoff. Like, okay it would have been fun if they actually said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't ever actually pay that off. It's like, oh yeah, he was a dude. Then that's it. Uh-oh.
0: Shaggy and Scooby eat a year's supply of U-boat U-boat bites because that's what was in the crates. <sighs> so they can move the empty crates because they're too heavy to move when they're full.
1: I guess. <sighs> Um, And at this point, I'm thinking to myself, no, there's a whole robot for moving crates. Where is she? And then she appears. <laughs> then, yeah. But. And
0: Hudson's like, oh, thank goodness. You can help us out, Caroline. And then Caroline starts attacking them because
2: I guess Shannon sabotaged her. I guess. <sighs> I can't believe she sabotaged Hudson's wife. Yeah,
0: yeah. Cousin like says something that would exp- like explain what happened, but I didn't hear him because I was wh- laughing. <laughs> it's words. <laughs> about something, probably. U-boat stays behind to fight her off while the others escape. And Fred gives Zip and Colt a pep talk about not being too old because they can't. They have to go jump start start the ship. And they bring Fred down with them to the engine room, while Shaggy mm-hmm. gets in a power loader. And Scooby is teamed up with a Slybot to save U-Boat while having a food fight with Caroline. This whole
1: (sighs) ending sequence is a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Choice after choice. Uh, Meanwhile, they successfully jumpstarted the ship, but the fuel cell is breaking loose, so Zip, Fred, and Colton have to stay there and hold it down the whole time. Hudson will have to fly it, but then he gets knocked out by debris. So Sly will have to also get knocked out by debris. And then Clark also gets knocked out by debris. (laughs) Shaggy and Scooby and Boat get on board, and then literally everyone gets knocked out by debris. Except the thing. There is a bit when Boat gets on and Daphne and Velma say what happened and Boat's like, well then I'll just and they're like, no, don't say it. And then Shaggy and Scooby get knocked out first. Yeah. (laughs)
2: And then you vote. And then they all make the same expression when they get hit by debris. And Velma's like, despite wearing helmets, everyone
0: is knocked out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so contrived, but it's hysterical.
0: (laughs) Uh, Velma and Daphne have another confession scene before Daphne ends up piloting the ship, since she's the one who saw what Shannon was doing on the first one. And then everyone wakes up and holds hands.
2: Yeah, just in time for Clark and uh, Velma to hold hands and me to yell at the screen.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was like, you just had a scene. Do not with me move me.
2: Do not get out of here. Oh, right. And the, um, Daphne piloting the ship is also payoff of the cold open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I had forgotten about because, okay, so when I was watching this movie, I watched the first half before I went to work on Friday night. <laughs> and then when I got home from work, I had to go right to bed. Because I was driving to another (laughs) town yesterday, and we spent pretty much all day in the town. Then we get back at like 8 o'clock, and so it was 24 hours between the cold open of this movie and me finally getting the payoff.
0: Ah, The Jake Mason special. That's a lot like what happened to him
2: when he was on.
0: (laughs) Meanwhile, on Earth, Shannon is giving the news about an alien sob story, but just as the rest of them show up, and I guess no one noticed the crash-landed ship in the middle of the road.
3: Somehow.
0: uh, Velma gives a rousing speech about how anyone can and should go to
2: space. They also- They have a VHS copy of uh, Shannon's villainous confession that they toss to the newsreel.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. U uh, boat hugs Shaggy and Scooby, and then Velma and Daphne are definitely gay in front of the news. Yep. yep. And then Hudson and Ridley have a moment about how or like yeah like, we're gonna go back to the moon.
2: Aliens exist. It's just like what Blink 80- One Eighty Two said.
0: <laughs> now we cut to the gang trying to teach Daphne how to drive, apparently on the roof of a parking garage. <laughs> <laughs> Because, again, she floors it and then goes flying off the side.
1: Which, okay, listen. You don't take the driving test before you learn how to drive. That's not how that works.
2: But she did stick the landing.
3: It's <laughs> a
1: good point.
2: It's very good point. Still,
3: the, that chassis, it's...
0: It's Fred's... been through worse.
3: Yeah. Fred's probably going to have to take the... Take the Mystery Machine into a mechanic real
0: soon. Gonna have to (laughs) readjust the suspension.
3: Yep. Maybe get a new transmission.
0: Um, Also, this is where I noticed that in this film, and possibly every film since Frank and Creepy, I'll have to go check, the Mystery Machine has a Crystal Cove license plate. Okay. Which is important, really, only for me, because I'm... I forgot to do the timeline thing at the beginning of the episode, so we'll do it in a second. Um, also, we get that credits music we were talking about earlier.
1: It's wild. I was not expecting it.
2: Yeah. It's all jaunty, and it's like it's... It, yeah, you, like, I've never played a Bioshock, but it's like Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> By way of Cuphead, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, let me pull up, um, so that's me pull up our list so we can go ahead and rank it. But while I do that, what are everyone's just general thoughts?
1: This was a surprisingly good movie. Um, it was...
3: I think it would have been better if the pacing had been a bit better, and...
2: There were a lot of strong gags in here and a lot of r- choices that I really liked, especially with the atmosphere yes. and the um, the slow way for someone to die. Uh, <laughs> but I think I would have liked it better if the second act wasn't entirely composed of antics.
0: Yeah, it's, it does like this is a thing that also happens with Kiss, where there's just like a lot of escalation all of a sudden at the back half of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I think can be fun. It's just sometimes you need to pace better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is also a problem
2: I had with uh, Zombie Island. I feel like it would have been interesting if there was actually more mystery sleuthing going on throughout the movie. Instead of like 10 minutes near the end.
4: Yeah, Yeah, they don't even do
2: any sleuthing. They just like catch it. Yeah. Like even the reveal I feel wasn't as exciting as it could have been yeah Yeah. even when they did the reveal like everyone
0: was just like why and how what's going on
3: Mm -hmm. yeah there was like no clues there was nothing really pointing in any direction Mm -hmm. as to what was going on
0: yeah Yeah. and like when velma did the breakdown of how she did it it was also more of just like she had skills from being an astronaut so i'm assuming she just used those probably
1: she tried to get daphne to not come by implying that her hair would get ruined oh Uh, and they actually do a shannon's
0: the one who did that shannon's the one who said that yes
1: that's sorry um i was describing part of the shannon breakdown
0: yeah like shannon was straight up like i tried to stop you from coming because i didn't want you to ruin my plan but here we are
2: I'm like, Shannon, you did not try hard enough.
4: No.
0: No. No.
2: But, I, like, I like the last, like, I like how they do the reveal, and then it turns out this isn't the ending. The ending is, we're gonna blow up the moon base. Yeah,
1: I did, I did like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, so let's go ahead and start putting this in the list somewhere. How does this film compare to Scooby-Doo Music of the Vampire? That is the film in which... It's the musical film in which uh, there's a fake vampire that's trying to marry Daphne for some reason um, to start drawing in more hype for vampires or something. I don't even remember <laughs> what the purpose of him doing that
2: was. I think it's
1: better. Think it's better.
2: Uh, yeah. Where are we starting from in regards to this list? Is this like oh, the top I or always or the start in the middle. I, I do a binary list system. Okay, yeah. So then I would say this is better than Music of the Vampire. I don't know if the music is necessarily better.
0: <laughs> Alright, in that case, how do we feel about Scooby-Doo The Mystery Begins? Which is the prequel live-action film to the 2002 live-action anim- live film. This is the one with Haley Kyoko as Velma.
2: Yeah, see, I that was the first episode of Your Guys I listened to, actually. Oh, nice. Um... Yeah, so I feel like it's around this one just because it kind of has a similar feel that you guys landed on where it has a lot of good stuff but the whole isn't quite as good as the sum of its parts. I think, yeah,
0: the pause for comedic effect is just about as good as chicken cordon boo.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If they took a few of those out we may have had like a good two more minutes of mystery solving. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There were just one too many... Uh, awkward pauses.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Alright, so it sounds like y'all are saying lower. I will just go ahead and voice it. I think it might go a little bit higher for me, just because I think I just I did laugh a lot during this film. I
1: understand.
2: <laughs> I did too. I,
1: I, mm, that's a good point. Okay. So I did like a lot of the humor. It Not all of it landed. But then again, I am 27, and <laughs> not the target demographic for this for one thing and it's like i enjoyed figuring out the mystery granted it's not much of a mystery mystery but there's a lot of options that it. i was convinced for half of the movie that it was sly like (laughs) of course it's sly Everything is leading to Sly, and I'm like, of course it's not Sly, because everything was leading to Sly. But it was a very, oh, wait, no, wait a second, of course it's not Sly, it's (laughs) Shannon. And then, oh, yeah, it is Shannon, cool. So it was a lot of fun figuring that out. Mm -hmm. In uh, The Mystery Begins, The Ghosts Are Real?
0: <laughs> the ghosts
2: are real. Ghosts are real. Question mark. Okay, so here's the thing. I was expecting for there to be like a stinger where the aliens are real.
1: Yeah. Similar to uh...
0: Alien Invaders. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
3: But there was only ever that one xenomorph
0: alien, and that was Shannon. So. Oh man, can you imagine if they had referenced Alien Invaders in this
2: film? That, that would have been, been right. oh yeah. That either would have been a blessing or a huge curse on your timeline. <laughs>
1: I just really look.
2: I haven't put the movies on there
0: yet. It's fine. Okay.
1: <laughs> I I do wish that they had like when uh when somebody was asking. I think it might have must have been Daphne. Is, have you ever made it, met an alien or something? And it would have been just like, no, of course not. Kind of situation. Uh, no,
0: I I am not actually. I'm definitely not compelled by an alien police force to not talk about aliens. What are you talking about? <laughs> Alright, let's go with lower then. How does it compare to Scooby-Doo Mask of the Blue Falcon?
2: I have no point of reference for this
0: one. So Scooby-Doo Mask of the Blue Falcon takes place at a Comic-Con, and they're turning the Blue Falcon, like, there's basically substitute Blue Falcon, or Batman for Blue Falcon, where they have the guy, the Adam West figure, who played the Blue Falcon on the TV show. And then they're rebooting the Blue Falcon for a dark, edgy movie, because this was around the time of the Nolan films. Um, And basically, um, there's an evil thing that is attacking a bunch of stuff happening for the premiere of the new Blue Falcon movie. There's a lot of references to old Hanna-Barbera stuff,
2: because (laughs) it's at a Comic-Con. I feel like you guys have to make the choice there because you have more experience with it. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was literally a year ago for me.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was the first
0: thing we covered. So yeah, I will say it's better. I think I, I like the Blue Falcon, but I think I just like it because of all of the cameos.
1: Yeah, I do like this a lot.
0: Which just leaves us with, is this movie better or worse than Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School?
2: I have a soft spot for Ghoul School yeah. just because that was the first Scooby movie I ever watched and I got very emotional when we found out that the mummy girl got mind controlled mm. and I was seven <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah Ghoul School is very much attached to many a summer I spent at my grandparents so yeah
0: I could be fine with putting Ghoul School above this one
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah uh, Monster Madness Alright. Um, also, real quick, because I keep talking about doing this, I'm just going to pitch this idea to you, Lava, and just tell me if you're okay with it. Mm-hmm. Swap Witches Ghost and Cyber Chase.
1: Say it one more time.
0: Swap Witches Ghost and Cyber Chase. Basically, put Witches Ghost at number one
2: and Cyber Chase at number two. Hmm. How can you say something so controversial and yet so brave? <laughs>
0: Because every time I read this list, I say, like, maybe Cyberchase shouldn't be at the top of our list. And every now and then, I was like, yeah, maybe you're right.
1: Yeah, okay. I will consider it, and then we'll come back to it uh, next time. Because <laughs> okay. I, need, I do need to rewatch both of them. Because I don't remember Witches' Ghosts very well.
0: Well, let's see. Witch's Ghost has the Hex Girls and all of the cool Hex Girl songs. There's Tim Curry. There's a real actual Witch's Ghost. There's a giant turkey.
1: I... Mm, but I love Cyber Chase.
0: I know you love your electric gremlin.
1: I do. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> They're wonderful. Um, But you do bring up a good point, which is Ghost has a lot of stuff in it that is a lot of fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll think about it. In the meantime, our list is as follows. Scooby Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf. Scooby Doo meets the Boo Brothers. Scooby Goes Hollywood. Scooby Doo and Arabian Night. Scooby Doo Alien Invader. Scooby Doo Lagnus Monster. Zombie Island. Music of the Vampire. Scooby Doo 2002. Mask of the Blue Falcon. Moon Monster Madness. Ghoul School. Scooby Doo the Mystery Begins. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. The Witch's Ghost. And Cyber Chase. Cool. <laughs> it's always fun to see Pokemon Detective Pikachu on the list. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so. Before we do sign-offs, I will go over that timeline, because I did mention I would do that. Let me just find out where I saved it. <laughs> okay. So, let me start from the beginning. In the beginning, there was Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? <laughs> it is not really stated whether or not that, what age they are. So I'm going to presume this is either like just pre-high school or during high school. This is the first Mark on the timeline. This may sound confusing, but just stick with me. <laughs> then there's the Scooby-Doo show, which is really just a continuation of Scooby-Doo Where Are You? Then there's Scooby and Scrappy-Doo Part 1, which features Fred, Velma, and Daphne as well. Then there's the new Scooby and Scrappy-Doo show, which is just... um believe it is just Shaggy shaggy daphne scooby and scrappy and daphne's still around for that one basically um and then there's the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo and the reason i'm putting that there despite stuff that comes up in the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo is because the movie that came out recently retconned it to be something that happened in high school so i'm putting it where high school goes because that helps me out Okay. And then Mystery Incorporated happens. <laughs> and we have a timeline split, but not in the way that you think. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, there's the Scooby-Doo Dream Dimension. Which is where I'm putting all of the crossovers, because of Mystery Incorporated having the episode where there's Scooby has a fever dream, and Jabberjaw and Speed Buggy are there, and so is Captain Caveman. They're all there, and it's a dream. Okay. Um, so, in the Dream Dimension, we also have Laugh Olympics and the new Scooby Doo movies, which is where they teamed up with Batman and the Harlem Globetrotters and all of that. Now, at the end of Mystery Incorporated, the timeline gets rewritten. um Because everything that Nibiru had a hand in making happen gets erased from the timeline. And so their life is completely changed. And the Mystery Machine isn't painted like the Mystery Machine anymore. And all of that's weird. And the only people that remember it are the gang themselves and a guy who works at Miskatonic University.
2: <laughs> Naturally. Of course. So,
0: going back in the rewritten timeline, that's where a pup, new Scooby-Doo, pup named Scooby-Doo happens. <laughs> oh my god. It's an alternate history. Uh, because Coolsville is the reason. Okay. And I'm going to say maybe Coolsville happened is like was another name that Crystal Cove was called or something. I don't know. Maybe they moved after they went into middle school. I I got nothing. But the Coolsville problem is what's throwing me for a loop. Anyway, so back after Mystery Incorporated. Continuing onward, because at the end of Mystery Incorporated, they're like, okay, we're going to go to Miskatonic U to go talk to this guy. And along the way, we're just going to solve a bunch of mysteries. So, what's new Scooby-Doo happens. And then Shaggy and Scooby-Doo get a clue happens, where Shaggy and Scooby-Doo inherit Shaggy's uncle's vast wealth. And then be School Scooby-Doo's at the end of the timeline, because I don't know
4: <laughs>
0: where to put that one. It's strange. Uh, there's also two more parts on the timeline. One section called Cyber Scooby, which I'm putting preemptively. For when I put Cyber Chase on the timeline, because I do think some of this stuff happened in a fake universe because of Red Shirt Shaggy.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: um, all on that list is the thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo, which I may have art, which I did say before already. Weird, huh? Um, it's because there's discrepancies between the movie and the show itself. I have put the show, the show version in the Cyber timeline, and the movie version, which is basically the same stuff happening, but. Slightly different ages, tweet stuff like that, in the main timeline,
4: okay. as well as
0: Scrappy Scooby and Scrappy Doo Two, which is the one that's just Shaggy and the Doo's. That's in the Cyber Scooby timeline as well because of the red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a box. that's called "Who the Hell Cares," and in that box is Scrappy and Yabadoo. Because who the hell cares? <laughs> <laughs> and that's a brief overview of the current state of the Scooby Doo timeline. <laughs> I'm gonna study this oh boy if you need a higher quality jpeg let me know <laughs> <laughs> i'll have to figure out where to put movies on it and at that point i might just make that a patreon episode perfect <laughs> but anyways tanner Lindsay, would you like ha- to plug anything sure thing
3: um I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym476, that's Lindsay with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bull-based junk.
4: That's exactly what the aliens want us to think.
3: It's from there. Tanner, where can people find you?
2: Well, you can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart, and me and Lindsay also host a uh, podcast of our own called Notify Reboot You First, which these two, Cassidy and Lava, were also both on an hour ago. <laughs> Um, But in the meat space, it's probably closer to a week or so. Who knows? Our episodes (laughs) usually come out at the end of the month. So wherever you put
0: yours is wherever. Yeah. Okay. Um,
3: Time is bendable in
0: the
2: podcast sphere. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Especially after we're done talking about a timeline. (laughs) Yes.
2: Indeed. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's a podcast where we uh, take our favorite properties and we reboot them before Hollywood gets a chance to. And we say it's a little bit like brainstorming fan fiction. Because that's usually how it turns out to be. Sometimes we just go on tangents. Yeah. Sometimes we start talking about the Mighty Ducks, and then I have to explain to Lindsay the premise of the Starlet Express Broadway play. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and you can find that podcast on Twitter at N I I R Y F Pod. And those are the letters for Notify Reboot You First, and they're pronounced Scooby Dooby Doo.
3: And Tanner and I are also on a podcast. Pokemon Real Play podcast, where we do... Here we go. It's called Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium, and it's at PKMN underscore Millennium. We host that with uh, my brother Ryan and our friend Duncan, and Tanner is the GM, and we play the Pokemon Tabletop United game set in... Uh the lovely region of Sinnoh.
2: Oh. That's a good one. hmm hmm Uh, I think that pretty much covers our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. And I occasionally pop up as guests on other podcasts, depending on if I have the free time.
0: <laughs> uh in that case you can find me on Twitter at M A D L O B O T A N I S T. That's at Madlabotanist. And you can go listen to Not If I Rebute You First if you want me to if you want to hear me say it slower. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: you can find me on Twitter At Lava Bees, Lavabees L-A-V-A-B-E-E-S
0: uh, And you can find this show on Twitter At Kids and Their Dog Or our website Which is just a WordPress archive uh, At kidsandtheirdog.wordpress.com If for some reason At any point you ever can't download the episodes You should check there It should be available uh, We also have a Patreon Patreon.com slash kidsandtheirdog If you want to be a backer just like Tess, Charlie, Crash, or James, you could do so there. There's all sorts of stuff. Like at $1 a month, you get a shout-out on the show and get all of the episodes early. At $5 a month, you get bonus episodes, which right now are just sort of whenever we record something bonus and put it up there. But if we hit $50 a month, we will be doing episodes on the actual television show of scooby-doo starting with 13 ghosts and if you want to send us 35 dollars a month we will put our podcast on a cd and mail it to you (laughs) and if we hit a hundred dollars a month total we will be we'll do an actual play podcast called kids and their dice (laughs) (laughs) i gotta
2: ask what system would that be
0: i'm bouncing back and forth between stuff like the main one i'm thinking about is interstitial because scooby-doo is ripe for crossovers yeah yeah um
2: but you know it could always be a lot of stuff there's there's so many because you could do interstitial or you could do uh kids on what was it kids on bikes Mm. you could do tales from the loop you could do bubblegum shoe yeah i was just like looking at monster of the week because i remember people talking about that and that's a little
0: too grimdark for what i would want to do but like if i wanted to do a zombie island episode or something like that
2: probably Uh, be that to wrap this episode up on a similar note to what we started you could use monster hearts
0: (laughs) thought about that one too
2: but yeah that's all of
0: the plug stuff um next month is yet another guest episode with wrestlemania mystery so (laughs) get your wrestling tights on and lace up your boots we're taking it to the ring
2: (laughs) um support socialist space travel (laughs)
0: Um Yeah, so until next month They would have gotten away with it too
1: If it weren't for us meddling kids
0: And their dumb dog
2: And me, Sly Baron
0: <laughs> Perfect uh,
2: Incredible
0: <laughs> Remember the sun Remember that gang of mine Gal on my arm Sweet with her charms Oh, what a grand old time. Moon and the sea, my honey and me. Together we're oh so fine. Remember the fun, remember
4: the sun, remember
0: that gang of mine.